SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza on this Wednesday morning, two minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do. Little NBA, little NHL playoff action. We got baseball. We got tennis. Uh, we got opposite picks. We have our pyramid plays. We got our 16 parlays as well, all to get to uh, in this second hour. And how about a little prop bet for FanDuel as well? I was thinking about this. always like to help the boys out. Uh, who's going to get more wins, the Winnipeg Jets this postseason or the New York Jets in the NFL? Um, not a bad, you know, the Winnipeg's already had four zip. You know, you figure they're going to win at least a couple. You know, real, realistically, they should win all these games against, well, not all, but they should get four more wins. I, I think they will beat Montreal. So now you're at eight, and I got to tell you, the Jets aren't getting eight. But if there was a fan duel prop, you know, who, what, which Jets team is going to get more, Winnipeg uh, or the New York Jets? Uh, it'd be interesting to see where you'd put your uh, your shekels. So, uh, yep, uh, the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, start their second round matchup with Montreal later on tonight. We got some NBA stuff we need to get to, and a little bit of tennis as well. Uh, really, uh, a disappointing uh, outing from a few uh, tennis players and some difficult words uh, that they spoke yesterday, including one that really is just what a snot. What really what a snot. Uh, we'll start in the NBA though. Why not? As Denver last night beat Portland one forty seven one forty double overtime. Obviously, the game goes way over. Denver laying a point and a half covers the spread. Lillard, Damian Lillard had fifty five points in the loss. Uh, but it, it's all overshadowed. Don't let any bird brain tell you how great a performance Damian Lillard had last night. I don't care if he had 55. I don't care if he shot 17 to 24. I don't care if he had 10 more assists. I don't care that he had six rebounds as well. I don't care. I really don't. It's not that they lost uh, despite his great performance. Third most points, by the way, by a player in a playoff loss. That's not it. He failed in doing the most important thing, and and that, to me, takes precedent over. I don't care if he scored 85 points, 95 points, 115 points. If you're in a position to have your team tie the game or win, in this case, tie, as he was in with 11 seconds left in double overtime, and you are hitting on 55 points, You've shot 17 of 24. You cannot miss. You cannot pass the ball. And that's what he did. And he wasn't double teamed or triple teamed. He wasn't in a corner stuck. He was dribbling the ball up the court. The defender was laying back. You know, he was, uh, you know, good five, six, seven feet beyond the three-point arc. So he was not in a position to shoot. Hence, the defender was laying back. And he passes the ball off to C.J. McCollum, who steps out of bounds, trying to make a move, turn the ball over, down three, and that's your ball game. Denver hits a few free throws. They end up winning by seven. 
But man, you can't do that, Lillard. You just can't. And for a guy, as we mentioned in hour number one, that bitches and complains every All-Star break. He doesn't get respect. He's not on a team. He's not on a top 20 list. He's not on a top 10 list. You know, he doesn't get this and that and blah, 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 blah. You just can't do that. You just can't. Hour number two, just underway, talking a little NBA in Denver's uh, double overtime, 147-140 win over Portland, a game in which Lillard went for 55, but again, Pass the ball as we welcome in a full audience with 11 seconds left. You can't do it. Can't do it. Listen, it's great. You know, you want to be a winner or do you want to score points? It's as simple as that. You're the best player on the team by far. You're red hot. You can't freaking miss. And, you know, you're not double teamed. You're not in a position where you're about to turn the ball over. They're actually laying off you a little bit. I don't care if you throw up a 40-footer. Now, it's not most most ideal play, but... You know, when you're 12 of 17 from three-point land, and if you see some of the highlights, some of the shots this dude was making to close out regulation in the first overtime was just like, holy crap, there's no shot that's too difficult for this guy when he gets in one of these grooves, and he passes the ball off to McCollum, who only had 18 points, was only 2 of 8, was 7 of 22 from the field, so it's not like CJ was having a great game. Wow, that's awful. That, 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 that's just, you just, you can't do it. You know, you can do it, but you're going to get criticized. And, you know, the novice out there will say, well, that's pretty stupid. You know, the guy scores 55 points and you're criticizing him. It, it, listen, it's the NBA. I don't, again, I don't care if you score 85 points. You don't give up a chance to tie the game and send it to a triple overtime. You don't defer. When you are the, would, would Michael Jordan ever do that? You know, you always hate to equate it to that, but. You know, I was going to say LeBron, but yeah, LeBron actually would do that, to tell you the truth. But would Michael Jordan, you know, would Julius Irving, would Larry Bird, would, would some of the all-time greats do that? No. Would most superstars in the game today do that? No. Can't do it. You, 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 just, you just can't do it without being criticized. You know, the guy hits a three, different story, but... Yeah, you got. I'll I'll take my chances with Lillard hitting a crazy thirty-five footer. I I would. And boy, that's it's. If you're a Trailblazer fan, you are just disgusted because in crunch time, this guy choked. Crazy to say, scoring fifty-five, but he froze. He choked in crunch time, and that allowed Portland to lose. Hour number two, just getting it away. Opposite pitch. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Marcus Smart trying to stay with Harden Cash Money. They all hit and all from the same spot. What a burst by the Brooklyn Nets here in this fourth quarter. And it's going to be the end of the line for the Celtics as Durant now just exclamation point one after the other for the Brooklyn Nets. And they are coming to a roar here at Barkley Center as Joe Harris, he's done all the giving today, finally knocks down a three. Durant, Irving, Harden did not disappoint tonight. Harden goes for a 34-point triple-double. Durant with 24, Kyrie Irving with 25. And that's it. 
It's the end of the line for the Boston Celtics as the Brooklyn Nets will advance to round two. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, TNT there with the call as the Nets do dethrone the Boston Celtics. Not really dethrone, but they uh, oust the Boston Celtics. 123-109. They win by 14. They cover the spread as uh, the game goes uh, just a tick under, as we outlined in hour number one. Harding goes for 34, gets the triple-double, 34-10-10. and 10. Uh, you know, I'm saying this right now, but I've been saying it all along. Uh, nobody is beating this Nets team. FanDuel has yet to come out with the, the lines for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, uh, the Nets are going to have home court advantage, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing the, I, I think you're going to be surprised. I really do. I'm guessing the Nets are going to be a solid plus, minus 250, minus three to one. And I'm here to tell you right now, Nets aren't losing. I don't mean like the series. They're not losing a game. They're going to sweep the Milwaukee Bucks. They, they really are. May, may, maybe, just maybe, they go up three zip, and uh, you know the NBA steps in and says, "Listen, guys, we, we we can't have this. We you know we need these series to go at least five. Please, to do me a favor, we throw a game. So maybe that'll occur, and they'll win in five. But realistically, they're going to destroy Milwaukee if this Nets team." Play seriously. They're unstoppable. There's nobody in the NBA that's even close. I won't even say close. And now you got the Embiid injury with Philadelphia hanging over everybody's head. So that would be one less obstacle if he can't play. Milwaukee doesn't have the firepower for the Nets. They really don't. Um, the only thing that can stop the Nets is Kyrie saying the world is flat and he wants to solve the world's problems. And maybe Durant and Harden getting injured, obviously. You know, injuries, you can say that about any team, though, right? <clears throat> but this healthy team, I know this is not a new take or anything, you know, crazy, but I, I'm telling you, they will destroy Milwaukee. They will win. They lost two or three in the regular season, but no matter what the Nets did in the regular season, it doesn't matter. They poo-pooed the regular season. They poo-pooed this first playoff series, you know, and they still covered, you know, three of their four wins. So I'm guessing the same thing's going to happen in game two, except they're going to intensify things. They're going to pick things up. Like I said, they'll win in four or five. They'll cover the number. Hopefully, the numbers will be modest. They'll be low. I'm curious to see what FanDuel has it. But I'm I'm guessing, you know, FanDuel has kind of jumped on board this Nets bandwagon now. They've actually made them a minus 130 favorite to win the Eastern Conference. They had been getting odds, not a lot, but like 115 plus 125 for the longest time. And now they're you know, the overwhelming favorite at minus 130. Milwaukee is plus 250. So if the Bucks are plus 250 to win it all, and they have to beat the Nets, obviously, then that gives you an indication of where they view this series. It, it, it'll be, you know, Milwaukee, you know, plus 230, 240 in that vein. Maybe, you know, it's got to be a tick under the plus 250 for them to win the East. So uh, I'm guessing Brooklyn minus 230 will be the number when everything is said and done. And while that seems very tempting to take Milwaukee, don't do it. it, it it's it's not worth it. It's it just, you know, when they're down two zip and the series is going to be over, you're going to hear about rumors the head coach is going to be fired if they don't win and blah, 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 blah. That's going to overtake this team. And and like I said, I, I think they're going to get swept. I really do. It, two or, you know, maybe, maybe they win one game. But if you don't want to lay the minus 230, you want to lay the game and a half, 
there's no uh, no way they're going to be taken to seven games. No way. Durant, 24 last night. Irving, 25. Harden, 34. Uh, Brown even had 10. Uh, Blake Griffin only with six. His over-under was six and a half last night, and he gets six lousy, stinking points. Boy, they just don't play him that much in the second half. They really have no faith in him. You're talking about a guy that is just kind of like, you know, he, he's a starter, but he wasn't. He doesn't play starter minutes. Durant, 37. Harris, 35. Irving, 38. Harden, 39. Griffin, 18. It's like, well, what's up with that? Maybe he's got something written into his contract, or he agreed to sign with the Nets under the premise that he gets to start every single game. But, you know, he's gotten under his number a couple of times now. I thought, uh, you know, seven. But you got to figure seven points in a game in which the team scores 123. He's got to get at least seven as a starter, right? Yeah, no such luck. Phoenix embarrassed the Lakers 115-85. They outscored the Lakers by uh, 22 in the second quarter, 32-10. They win it going away. Devin Booker, 18 first quarter points. Suns led by eight after one by 20. Uh, check that by 30. My bad. By 30 at the half. This game was over. Uh, LeBron without AD, one and seven against playoff teams this year now. Ten and one against non-playoff teams. They don't AD doesn't play, they are not winning. And LeBron you know, finishes with 24 points, lousy shooting. He was a minus 24 plus minus rating. He left the court with five minutes left in the game because he was crying because they were getting their ass kicked, 105-73, him being the baby that he is. God forbid he should actually stay on the court and be with his teammates and take the ass whipping like a man. You know, do they ask him about it afterwards? No, of course not. You know, but, uh, you know, there, there's LeBron being the baby that he can be. You know, leaving his team in a lurch. You know, when his team really needs him, it's funny. It was kind of symbolic of the night. You know, the team needs him really to be the old LeBron James without AD, and he was nowhere to be found. Failing to get back on defense. You know, when he was back on defense, he wasn't covering anybody. He's really turned into a bad defensive player. He he is just He's not that good on defense. I mean, he just doesn't want to hustle at all. I, I never in a million years would ever show a kid, yeah, go watch LeBron James 24-7 and see how he plays and, say, and, and follow his uh, his ways because he just doesn't. Numerous times last night, he just didn't want to run down the court. So uh, he then he ends up leaving the court with five minutes left. Kind of, like I said, symbolic of what he did that entire night. The Lakers need LeBron James to step up and be the man without AD around, and James stunk. And then they need James to kind of step up and be the man and just you know take it as a team and be the leader that he's supposed to be. And he leaves the team with five minutes left because of what he's too cool to hang around in a blowout loss. What a joke. Uh, Chris Paul did re-injure his shoulder. He was trying to box out Wes Matthews in the third quarter. Some can make the case why is he still in the game up to 33. I suppose you could make that case, yes. Um, but I have seen some crazy comebacks. It, it bigger is what is Chris Paul doing down low trying to box out Wes Matthews? You know what? Don't don't be down low to get a defensive rebound, Chris. You know, you got to play smart basketball. You got to bum shoulder, stay out on the perimeter. So he went down. They had to kind of restrain him a little bit. He was all pissed off. So we'll see how serious that injury is again. But it's the same one that, you know, he injured a couple of games ago. Uh, first time a LeBron James team has lost two straight games in the first-round series. And his 14-0 uh, and record in first-round playoff series 
in serious trouble as, again, they lose by 30. Wow. And they now trail it uh, three games to two. As for tonight, got the elimination game on our hands, and that is the one New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks and the uh, Washington Wizards and Philadelphia 76ers. And that Sixers line is down to six. That's telling you Embiid is not playing tonight for Philadelphia. That's amazing. You know, Washington could get back into this series. You know, could they win in Philadelphia? Wow. And the Knicks are a point and a half favorite against the Atlanta Hawks. I do think the Knicks are going to win tonight. I, I would be really disappointed. Not necessarily surprised, but definitely disappointed if the Knicks were to lose tonight. Uh, tennis talk. Women's tennis, no less, coming up next. We should come with SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the SportsGrid Radio Network. For me personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, But each person deals with it differently. What a snot, huh? Wow. (laughs) That's Venus Williams yesterday. Talking to the media, you know, everyone's uh, yapping about the uh, Osaka situation where, you know, she ends up quitting because she, uh, you know, in her words, has uh, mental health issues and, and she can't deal with the pressures and she doesn't want to talk to, to the media. So that that's kind of taken over the tennis world right now. Uh, how do I cope with it? Uh, I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. The 40-year-old said, so matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. Boy, what a B-I-T-C-H, huh? Whoa. Uh, you know what? At 40 years old, honey, I hate to break it to you, but um, I, I I will challenge you on that. You give me two weeks and I'll be able to beat you. I got to take it. I got to break it to you. You stink right now. I mean, you should have quit a long, long time ago. Now, Serena's been able to do a halfway decent job, but uh, your better days are long long, long, long gone. So uh, I don't doubt that there could be some reporters that could beat you on the tennis court, believe it or not. But if that's what works for you, okay. But, you know, oh, by the way, these comments came after she just got her ass kicked again in straight sets, uh, fourth straight time she's lost in the first round in in a major. So, um, wow, there's a way to handle that question. And, And, you know, you don't want to come across as as a, as a snot. And to me, that's what Venus Williams, who's been pretty classy, you know, always rooted for, for the Williams sisters. I always appreciate them being able to be the face of the franchise uh, for women's tennis for so, 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 so long. And you can make the case that, you know, Serena still is. I mean, she they, they really dominated tennis for 30 years. Um, you know, the, the women's tennis is it's fortunate to have them because otherwise there's really been basically nobody else. So, but, you know, you don't want to come across like a snot. You really, that that was like uncalled for yesterday. It is amazing, right? I mean, I pointed it out yesterday and I'll bring it up again. You know, I hope this doesn't turn into a Kyrie Irving situation. 
What's that? Well, remember when Kyrie went able the first time on the Brooklyn Nets? He had to, to deal with some family issues. Okay. Uh, the second time he went able on the Brooklyn Nets, he had to deal with some personal issues. Okay. The third time he went AWOL on the Brooklyn Nets, he had to deal with some personal issues. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, this is getting a little out of control. And then, like, the 17,000th time he, he left the Brooklyn Nets, he had to deal with some personal issues. And then we find out he wants to solve all the world's problems. Those were his personal issues. He can't handle the fact that, uh, you know, 20,000 miles away, they're having a little war. Uh, I don't want to minimize what they're doing over there. But you, you're not going to solve life's problems, Kyrie. You, you're just not. It's noble that you want to, but uh, if you're going to find reasons not to play basketball, don't use its personal reasons, okay? Like you have family issues, like there's a health matter. That was not the case with Kyrie. So we gave him the benefit of the doubt because if he just went AWOL and said, that's it, I'm leaving the team, you know, I don't want to play for two weeks, people would have been killing him. But he said it's personal reasons, family issues. And then it's like, okay, we got to take a step back. We got to respect that. And I'm cool with that. But then we find out later on, you know, that really wasn't the case. So for Asaka, she may say right now, well, it's just mental issues and I can't handle the pressure and I'm battling depression. And you know what? If that's the case, that's the case. I don't know how necessarily talking to the media uh, exasperates that, to tell you the truth. But Okay, but if it, if we find out, you know, if a day or two from now she sends out more semi-naked pictures of herself, like she has done, quite frankly, over the last six months to a year, time after time after time, then I got to step in and say, all right, it doesn't sound like it's really depression and personal issues. It just sounds like you want to be 23 and you don't want to deal with the hassles of being on a tennis tour, which, again, fully understand. I, I get it, you know. Uh, these women, they start playing tennis at, at such a young age. They don't get to be kids. It's like, uh, you know, actors who are, you know, movie actors when they're, you know, five, six, seven. They don't have the normal life. They just don't, or at least not the normal life as opposed to the guy down the street. Um, you know, how that affects them, it affects people different ways. But whether it's men or women's tennis players or, or almost any athlete that, that can play at that level. Um, you know, you got to dedicate your life to your sport. And sometimes you just, you want to be a kid. It sounds like to me, she just kind of wants to be a kid and doesn't want to deal with all the pressures of being one of the best players in the world. But again, to me, you can't tell the world, well, I'm an introvert and I don't like talking to the media and I'm shy and I got mental issues and then send out pictures again in bikinis as she's done. It's, you know, you can't play both ends of the, the candle here. Like, you know, Kyrie Irving. So it does just seem it's a whole it's a weird situation. I must say, if it came down to not being able to talk to the media and then not playing tennis, I don't think that's right. Like I don't I don't think there should be a stipulation. You absolutely positively have to talk to the media. You know, I know it opens up a, a Pandora's box of, of several others saying, okay, I'm not gonna talk to the media either. You know, but it just seems weird. You can't be in a tournament because you won't talk to the media. You know, that 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 seems a little harsh to me. I've covered a number of U.S. Opens. I've covered a number of tennis tournaments. And I will tell you, tennis reporters are the goofiest and, you know, goofiest. I'll leave it at that. Out of any sport by far. In that when I was covering it, if you cover it for radio, you want to get a quote out of, uh, we'll say Osaka talking about her first round match, right? Okay, either straight set win or two set win. 
You know, did you sweat it out a little bit? Give me your thoughts. Whereas the reporter, they, they don't care about first round matches, second round matches, third round matches. They're all doing feature stories. He used to frustrate me to no end. You know, I'm trying to get a quote out of the match you just played five minutes ago. And they're asking about, well, when you were five years old and you used to ride your bike, what was your favorite bicycle ride? You know, it's like, what are you asking these people? So I I do feel sorry for some of these tennis players that got to put up with these mundane questions. But fight fire with fire. You know, it just uh, they should have come to some kind of agreement. Like, all right, you know what? You'll hold a press conference, but you won't take questions. You'll talk for a couple of minutes about your match, maybe preview your next match, say how you're feeling, and boom, move on. And, and maybe the media would be happy with that, you know, versus, again, asking some of these dumb questions that they do ask. And they really, I mean, believe me, go, go cover a tennis match and you'll walk out of that press conference saying, what the fudge did I just hear? You talk about idiots. You talk about people giving our field a bad name. Holy crap. Bro, you're asking about things from 20 years ago. This, it's just like there's a time and place for feature stories, and they use that time and place at the end of you know matches where it really shouldn't be the case. So it's a screwed up situation. But you know, Venus, hearing those comments from Venus yesterday, I'm thinking to myself, boy, what a snot! <laughs> well, you're going to try and minimize the reporter now. You're going to blame the reporter because they ask a couple of questions that you're going to try and put them down like you're so high and mighty, really. Yeah, but what a big match in, in literally a decade, for goodness sakes. I'll take some of those old geezers that cover tennis. I will. I'll beat Venus Williams. I'll take the local high school kid from Topeka Times, and they'll be able to beat Venus Williams right now. That's how bad she is. Anyway, as far as our system goes, we took the top 10 women, and we were going to go against them. Well, Osaka clearly couldn't handle the pressures of the black cloud. She quit. Uh, Petra Kvitova couldn't handle the pressures of the black cloud. She quit. So two of our top eight are out. Uh, we did win in an upset with uh, Margaruza, who lost, and Adrescu, who lost. So we won plus 480. We were doing full bets and half bets. And uh, I won't bore you with the results, but we did. We did, went 0 for 3 yesterday. Uh, as uh, three of our girls, Barty was ended up winning in three sets. A golf was a winner. She, they all struggled, but they did win. So we went 0-3, so we brought our losses up to minus 550, uh, subtract the 480 in wins, and we lost 70 bucks for the first round. So that's not too, too bad, and then we'll continue this in the next round. There's eight left. Check that. There's six left, two quit, and two lost. So we're down to six. Iga Swiatek. Uh, Ashley Barty, um, Arena Sabalenka, who else? Serena Williams, Corey Goff, uh, Paula Badosa, and uh, Alina Slitalina. Uh, She's the one that's going out with the, the other tennis player. So we're down to those six that we can uh, go against and try and win a couple of shekels. The system is we keep playing against them. Because there's so many upsets at the French Open, uh, we'll win some money. And I do believe we will. So just follow the suit. I'll check and see if uh, I'm sure some of these women are playing today. So hop on board because the matches are already underway. Although none of them uh, are underway. But Badosa starts at 7.30 in an hour. She's taking on Danka Kovinic, whoever that is. Uh, who else do we have underway today? Um, Madison Keys was not one of the top 10, surprisingly. Serena start, has a 10-30 match. 
against uh, Buzzer Nuskov. I used to know these names way back when. Uh, Arena Sabalenka is in action at noontime Eastern time today as well. So I think we got three ladies in action uh, that we're going to go against. So nice little system, goofy little system, but it puts some interest in uh, in uh, the tennis world. And we did have our guy Rafi win yesterday, straight sets. Did have to go 7-6 in the third set, but we got him at minus 115 to win it all. That uh, should be a relatively easy, you know, two, three wins before we have to start sweating a little bit in round maybe four or five for Karabi. All right, uh, opposite picks coming up. We got our pyramid plays as well, and then our six club parlays that we need to update. All coming up on a Wednesday edition of Opposite Picks. That is next right here, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. One baseball play. Minnesota minus 170 at Baltimore. Yeah, the Orioles did snap their 14-game losing streak last night, unfortunately, against the Twinkies. But you know what? You can't beat this scenario that we have today. Not only do you have a Baltimore Orioles team that is struggling, losing 14 of 15 despite that win, you have a Baltimore Orioles struggling team with Matt Harvey on the hill. Yeah, Harvey has turned back. Uh, in the words of Jackie Gleason, into the stiff that we know he was. He's allowed five runs or more in each of his last four starts. He's totaled 23 earned runs allowed in his last 13 and two-third innings. Yikes. Add the tweak because they're finally playing some decent ball going eight and four despite last night's loss in their last 12 games. I mean, everything points to Minnesota. You got to love the Twins tonight. Give me Baltimore plus the 150. Opposite picks. A little bit of everything. little NBA, little hockey, a little baseball. NBA, Philadelphia laying six against the Wizards. Hawks plus one and a half against the Knicks. Jazz minus nine and a half against Memphis. Hockey, Colorado minus 175 against Las Vegas. Montreal plus 110 against Winnipeg. And baseball, Baltimore. Pains me to say it, plus 150 against Minnesota. Opposite picks for this Wednesday, June 2nd. All right, uh, as far as yesterday, did go 4-2. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We lost with the Jailblazers plus a point and a half. Uh, we won with Phoenix minus five. Lost with the Celtics plus 12 and a half. Won with Tampa Bay on the ice against Carolina. Won with the L.A. Angels, who won at San Francisco as a plus 135 dog. And, uh, yeah, we won with Baltimore plus 135, uh, snapping their 14-game losing streak against Minnesota. So 4-2. and two. Bringing our overall opposite picks record to 275 up and uh, 257 down. So not bad. Cha-ching, cha-ching. All right, our uh, pyramid plays. Take a look at those. NBA, our best play on the board. We said Denver laid a point and a half winner. We're now 38-23 and 23 with our NBA play of the day. Not bad. Our prop uh, thanks for nothing, Dennis Schroeder. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. He had zero points last night. 
Uh, we thought he'd go over 15 and a half. Forget about that. Uh, so we lost there, dropping our NBA prop record to 28 up and 27 down. NHL, uh, we, we tried to put the black cloud on Carolina, and it worked because we had Tampa Bay to win the whole thing from the beginning of the postseason. Actually, from the beginning of the regular season at the 8-1 to one odds. So Tampa Bay wins. That was a loser. That drops our play of the day to 34-30, and 30, but minus 520 on the money line, which is what really counts. But another winner with our eight NHL props, over three and a half shots on goal, Dougie Hamilton. He had four. So we're now 34 up, 19 down for a plus $1,430. Do we own the NBA uh, NHL props. Uh, baseball. We had under seven and a half Tampa Bay Stankies. It's 3-3. In the fifth, we're doomed. In the sixth, in the seventh, in the eighth, in the ninth, still 3-3. We're going to win. And Stanky's hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the tenth, and they win 5-3. to three. Game goes over. Ah, fudge. So we're basically down to even, plus five bucks, even though we're 26-20 and 20 with our play of the day. WNBA, cha-ching, cha-ching. We had Connecticut. I told you yesterday, lay the point and a half against Las Vegas. Line dropped to pick them. Who cares? Connecticut wins. We're now 11-3-1 with our WNBA plays. And then I said playing only one. If you're only going to play one, it would be Denver. That was the winner. So we're now 37 up and 26 down playing only one. All right, where are we going today? Enough of yesterday. Uh, it's tough today. We, we got a lot of good games. You know, the NBA you know, I I, I want to go Knicks. You know, are they really going to lose? Like I said, in the opposite picks, are they going to lose at home? Boy, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, you could go Memphis, but I don't want to put everything into a Memphis play. I don't really like the Clippers Mavericks game that much. So, you know, I'm going to go without Embiid stuck in the middle, slowing things down. I'm going to go over 229 and a half Washington Philadelphia. I think uh, there's going to be some points in that game. Um, props wise, uh, we're going to go, I'm going to use the same philosophy, you know, I used last night, which obviously hurt us, but I'm going to use the same philosophy here. I'm going to go over Tobias Harris. I got more faith in him than I do, uh, or I did Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I'm thinking without and beat around Harris is going to have to pick up his game. Ooh, they got it at 26 and a half. Yikes. I thought that was going to be like 22. Mm. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not counting on Ben Simmons. Although I tell you, you know, that's not a bad little play with them fouling Simmons. He's going to get some cheap points down the stretch. You know what? Let's let's. I'm going to kick myself with this. I can't go over 26 and a half for Harris. I just I can't do that. Let's go. You know, and they they bump this up. FanDuel's not it. It's because um, they know Washington is going to foul him like they did in Game Four, and Doc Rivers said he's going to keep him on the court. So. Even though he's going to miss, I know, one out of every two free throws, you might be able to get yourself a good, cheap three, four, five points. So let's go over 16 and a half Ben Simmons. Why not? Uh, NHL, I'll take Las Vegas plus the 155 against Colorado. Why not? I, I think they're going to even that series. Over three, Shea Theodore, shots on goal for Las Vegas. He's been an over machine. Baseball, game did go over last night, Tampa Bay and the Devil Dogs. Uh, and the Yankees, rather, but it, it took extra innings and it took a fluky play. The Yanks are still 11 and 2 under their last 13. I'll go under 8.5 Tampa Bay and the Yankees again. 
Unfortunately, no WNBA game tonight. If you're only going to play one, where are we going to go? Uh, I'm going to go. I had the under Yankees, but uh, I'm going to go over 229 and a half. Um, Washington and Philly. I think uh, <clears throat> without and be there in the middle. I know he supplies a lot of offense, but. Uh, I think that's going to really have both teams pushing the ball up and down the court. So over 229 and a half uh, Wizards and 76ers. All right, as far as our six club parlays, we had the Twinkies in parlay number th- uh, 33. They lost. So now we're 3 and 30. Actually, we're now 3 and 30. Ooh, did I change that? I don't think I did. We're 3 and 31. Still up $2,542, but we need a winner now. All right. We hit with Connecticut uh, laying a point and a half. So let's add on one there. Uh, We'll put the over Washington 229 and a half 76er game on that one. And then we're going to start a new one, parlay number 35. We're going to go right back on Minnesota. No way do they lose to Matt Harvey. No way. Uh, you got to lay buck seventy. Let's see what FanDuel has. Let's update that line. Last night it was a uh, it was a buck seventy, but maybe we could uh, get a cheaper price this morning because uh, we want to lock that in today. Let's see: Reds, Cubs, Diamondbacks, Mets. Uh, minus one sixty two. All right, well, I'll take that. So minus one sixty two on Minnesota at Baltimore parlay number thirty five. All right, we'll take a break, come back, we'll wrap up shop with a couple of tidbits on stories that we didn't have time to delve into. Opposite picks on a Wednesday morning sports grid radio, Sirius XM, channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's wrap up shop with a couple of things here as far as our baseball plays. We got a couple of teams in action. You know, after having, uh, what, six, seven teams have streaks last night, we're, we're down to really one. Texas Rangers have lost seven straight. Uh, we got to put American money on Colorado, but at least the Rockies are at home. So it's Colorado uh, minus 115 uh, against Texas. Our boy Walker Bueller is on the hill for the L.A. Dodgers. I must say, you know, he has not been as dominant as he's been. You know, the team has not been, I, I should say, really as dominant when he pitches as uh, they have been. You know, heading into this year, they were like 30 games over 500 when he's been on the hill. And this year, it's either 500 or actually one game below 500. And you're laying monster odds with him. So, And I was going to go with a system of playing the Dodgers. They're such a streaky team, right? So they won the other day, but then they lost last night, which means you got to play the Cardinals tonight, which goes against our Bueller system. So 
we're going to take a pass on that uh, because it's two conflicting systems going head-to-head against each other. So, really, uh, the only baseball play we have is Colorado, um, you know, against uh, the Texas Rangers, and then we go against the Stankies and, and against the Red Sox, and we're going to go with Tampa Bay, and we're going to go Houston one more time. So, we got three baseball plays uh, on the docket. Our shots on goal, it's still not up yet on FanDuel. I'm not sure why they that is the case. You know, shots on goal, you know, it's, it's uh, they got new player props there. They have goals up this morning. They have uh, points up. They have assists up. They have power play points up. They got everything up except shots on goal. I mean, the, the one thing that we want to follow and play, you know, they, it, it's usually up, you know, sometime this afternoon. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, up a, an hour before the game. But I, I don't know why they would not have that up. Why would you have power play points up but not shots on goal? I don't know. So... But anticipate uh, that they will, and uh, we're going to go with our usual cast and crew. I'll post it on the website on our uh, hockey page. So good job by everyone involved. As always, enjoy your Wednesday. Go get some Dogecoin, Dogecoin, or whatever the fudge is, BlackBerry, and AMC as well. Take a look at it. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here, Opposite Big Sportsman Radio. Non-stop live eyes, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use.